Well, hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 163, Why You Should Go Solo. On this episode, we share not only why you should go solo backpacking, but the benefits of it. We also bust the myth about danger on the trail and stats to back it up. And finally, some tips on how to make a solo adventure a complete and utter success. You can always join in on our discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and join our podcast family. Come out and hang out with us and become part of our outstanding and fun and crazy community. We love that group. And we also love our listeners. And one of the things that we've created for our listeners is a place to go look for good deals on outdoor gear. Instead of going from website to website to website, website to compare prices, we've put them all in one place just for you. Just go to the backpackerstore.com where the power is in the search. You can use the search area to type in the piece of gear that you're looking for and compare all the prices from all the major online outfitters like REI, Moose Jaw, Camp Saver, Eastern Mountain Sports, who, by the way, is having a huge summer gear sale going on right now. We have Enlightened Gear, Hyperlight, MSR. They're all on thebackpackerstore.com. That's www.thebackpackerstore.com. There's even a tab for all the coupon codes that all of these online stores offer, like free shipping and things like that. In full disclosure, we do own that site. We built it at no additional cost to you ever. We do take a small commission off any of the gear that you do buy, which we put back into the podcast. That is the Backpacker Store. Com. Also, make sure you go to trustedtrailpodcast.com and sign up for specific emails about trips, meetups, and events. We send out the newsletter every 1st and 15th of the month, give or take a few days, depending on um, when we're going to have cell service, if we have cell service, um, but around the 1st and 15th of each month, uh, because we are like T minus 12 days before we take Trust the Trail on the road. So we want to keep up. Uh, we want you guys to keep up with where we're going, all the events that we're going to try to do, uh, especially the latter part of 2020 and into 2021. So make sure you sign up for those uh, events also. Um, we are pretty excited because we got all the iRoyal seaplane booked and we have the schedule for that um, that they've written us back. We're going. We're good to go. So that has been a trip that has uh, been uh, quite a, you know, it's been a challenge to try to put that together for sure because of COVID-19 and, and all the CDC guidelines. Um, the island is open, but yet <laughs> it's closed. But we're, the, the seaplane yesterday finally gave us our um, times of departure and times of uh, pickup. So we're really excited about that. We're really super excited uh, to have an island all to ourselves, um, which, uh, which is very rare. Uh, it's never happened uh, with, I mean, as long as I've been backpacking for 20 years, I've never had almost a whole uh, national park uh, to myself or to ourselves, not alone, uh, let alone an island. So we're pretty, 
pretty excited about that whole gig. And of course, the Smokies, um, the Smoky Mountain trip is next month. That's coming up in almost less than 30 days now. Uh, and then we've got the Pictured Rock uh, kayak trip. That's all set. The, our hiking trip up there. That's all set to go. And um, hopefully you guys will all be able to make the Badlands uh, in September where we're just having a regular big old meetup and event and uh, just kind of chilling out, hanging, hanging out and cooking. And then, of course, the Sycamore Wilderness trip, which um, looks like that's going to be two or three, maybe even four trips uh, that we do in between November and uh, March uh, of uh, uh, 20 and then 2021. So pretty excited about that. So you guys could go ahead and check out our events page. Um, speaking of solo, um, I'm doing this by myself uh, today because Ariane uh, isn't feeling very well on a recording day. And the reason she's not feeling well is because um, I don't know if we we may have shared this on the podcast before. Ariane is highly allergic to bee stings, uh, hornet stings, wasp stings, very allergic. We have to carry an EpiPen around all the time for her. And yesterday we were uh, innocently opening up a garbage can <laughs> to throw garbage away. And um, we it was either a wasp or a hornet uh, stung her twice. And one, um, the first thing was in the leg and she went to go swat it and it stung her hand. And by uh, that night, her hand was double the size and um, she was in a lot of pain. And so um, she had to go to the emergency room. And so she got a shot of, um, well, she, she, they put on antibiotics and they gave her a, a steroid shot to help the swelling down. Luckily, uh, that was it. She didn't go into any, um, you know, like uh, a, a huge reaction where she couldn't breathe or her throat swelled up close, which we were really concerned about that. But her hand was, uh, it looked like she had broken her hand. Um, it started turning really dark red and it was really puffy. And um, she uh, really took one in the knee, looked like she had two kneecaps for a minute, but uh, she's doing much better. Uh, today and she's just on Benadryl antibiotics and she's just you know just trying to recuperate so I'm going solo um, which is kind of a weird uh, title of our podcast on why you should go backpacking solo um, and I, I know right away why I believe in it just much like I believe um, in doing the podcast solo even though it's harder for me to do it solo. I wish, you know, I'm much better when she's here. But when she's not here and I have to do the podcast solo, I really work harder at making it a better podcast. I'm making, I make it, I really work, uh, it challenges me. And, and it's ironic that doing anything by yourself, in my opinion, when you don't have uh, like, you know, a crutch of somebody else or somebody else in the room or somebody else, <laughs> you know, just kind of supporting you and you can feed off of each other. Um, anything I think you do by yourself is just a little bit more challenging. So I thought it would be a great topic to talk about and um, and talk a little bit about why also I picked this today um, because I read an article and it, uh, it kind of irked me a little bit. And so I thought I would share uh, the, the article with you first um, and why I thought it was extremely extremely um, 
well, not only did I think was kind of wrong, but I thought it was kind of disrespectful in a way, uh, the way the article was written. And um, so we're going to talk about why you should go backpacking solo. And I'm going to try to convince you to go do it if you haven't done it already. So the the first, uh, so I read this article. Um, it's why you should go backpacking solo. And let me kind of read a section of this. And then I'm going to tell you why it made me so uncomfortable. So it starts out, uh, and, and this is, I'm quoting here. Uh, being a woman alone on the trail is a scary idea. Not only do you have to worry about ambiguous problems such as wildlife, weather, and injury, but you also have to be concerned about your safety from other hikers. What? It's a sad truth, but women are attacked on the trail, and you, do, you, need, you need to bring some form of protection you're comfortable with. Okay, well, I'm going to start off by saying that that is, uh, is completely uh, not only untrue, but I don't understand. I don't understand what this person is talking about. Um, and so I want to kind of break this down for a minute. Um, being a woman alone in the city, walking down the street can be a scary idea. What part of the wilderness or the or trail makes that any different? than what women or people have to face every single day. I don't know. I, I don't have I, I, I don't know where that com where that comes from. What really got me is, you know, there's amb ambiguous problems such as wildlife, weather, and injury. Well, you know, um, if if you're afraid about the weather, then you should not be on the trail at all or hiking at all. You should be prepared for the weather. You should understand the weather. You should be one with the weather. Um, therefore, I'm not really sure. Is it going to be an obstacle? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if it can unless, you know, you're, you know, you're hiking in 120 degree heat with no water or you're hiking in, you know, minus 15 degrees without the proper, uh, you know, winter gear. I could understand um, wildlife, just, you know, don't take selfies with a, uh, a moose, a bear or, um, a rhino. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I rarely are there any encounters in, in wildlife, statistically speaking, statistically speaking. Um, I've heard more about men being attacked by bears than, women i don't think i've ever even i can't remember seeing an article about a woman a woman being attacked by a bear if that's what we're talking about um but then this has really got me it also has to be concerned about your safety from other hikers i'm gonna tell you something it's not the hikers that you have to be worried about that is the, the biggest falsehood and then of course in the article they don't they don't share any statistics or source um when they say but women are attacked on the trail. Well, where are you getting that information from? Where? Uh, there's been one instance in since 1974 um, lately. Um, so I, I, I guess, you know, if you're looking at the large number of stats, and I'm going to go into this in a minute to prove this article is completely wrong, but it really kind of made me mad because, you know, there, there's such a... Um, 
you know, there's such a phobia and myth about going out in the wilderness alone anyway. And then you read an article like this and, you know, for women that want to go backpacking by themselves, you know, it really, um, it, you know, it's a, it, it's, um, it's like, I can see why there's trepidation. <laughs> I can see why somebody would, you know, a female like, well, what do you mean? What, what, what there's, you know, women are attacked on the trail. So we're going to go, we're going to go and talk about this a little bit because it just really made me a little, uh, upset. And, um, I think it's completely the opposite, by the way, in my years of experience. And, you know, remember I first got into backpacking because a woman hiked the Appalachian trail by herself. And this was back in 1997, um, she did it, 98, she did it. Um, so that's how I got into backpacking. A solo female backpacker taught me how to go backpacking. So that's why I, I don't understand where the article is. So let's look a little bit about, I'm going to share some stats with you, and then I'm going to share some math that goes along with these stats um, about going out by yourself. Um, so I did some research, and according to the UN Office of Drugs and Crime, the murder rate for the United States as a whole in 2016 was 5.35 per 100,000 populations per year. Now, I know it's way up um, probably in 2020 it's just been a terrible year so this is back in 2016 so it's a little older but this these were the only stats i could get however the average annual rate from 1974 which is the first recorded murder on the appalachian trail to 2017 these are the most recent available statistics is 7.35 per 100 thousand population per year there have been 10 documented murders in eight incidences on eight incidents on the appalachian trail since 1974 10 documented murders in eight occurrences on the appalachian trail since 1974 so that's 10 murders in 46 years 1974 to 2019 it's an average of 217 per year on the Appalachian Trail. So 10 divided into 46 equals 0.217. That's how I got that, um, that, that percentage. According to the ATC, 3 million people use the Appalachian Trail per year. Okay, it's probably more than that now. It's probably, I'd say, between 3 to 4 million. Um, so that's since 1970, 4 million since 1970. So if you use those numbers, you are 968 times more likely to be murdered in the United States at large than on the Appalachian Trail in any given year, okay? Now, when you think about your everyday life and what you do, where you drive, where you go, all the people that you're around, all the public places that you're out in, where you know, all that, when you think about that, 
you are 968 times more likely to be a victim of a crime than on the Appalachian Trail. So I, I don't understand. I, I look at the stats and I look at, you know, what really happens compared to um, the myth, the fear mongering, and uh, really the folklore around the wilderness and the, you know, um, the outdoor lifestyle. It, it just, um, I, I don't see any numbers that back up anything that tells me that if you are a solo backpacker, specifically a female, that you have to be worried about getting attacked by another hiker on the trail. I don't even see that correlation. It doesn't even come close. There are no stats to back that up. There is no source to back that up. And um, I think in our uh, one of our previous podcasts, we had just talked about you know the wildlife, and we talked about you know bears, and we talked about there's a city in Pennsylvania that has to deal with bears all the time, and no one has ever been attacked by a bear in that city because everyone on they they coexist together. They don't feed the bears. The bears don't look for food. The bears don't associate the human with food. And they all live in harmony with each other. Um, and that's living in a town, a small town, where you have a huge uh, human to bear ratio. Okay. So I just don't understand that. Um, so why you should go, why should you go alone? Why, why should you go? So I can only say this is that, you know, backpacking by yourself is exactly what I thought. And I think, um, you know, the art of backpacking is for, um, yes, it's great to go with friends and yes, it's awesome to go with, you know, your loved one or your kids or, you know, and to share that experience with, with others. Do I think you need another person to go? No, I don't. Um, because I think in the end, um, backpacking out in the wilderness, in the end, it should be for you, for your own personal growth. And do I think there are benefits in going out backpacking by yourself to um, gain personal growth? Absolutely, I do. Um, I'm a you know, living testament of what it's done for my personal growth. And I... And teaching backpacking boot camp for all these years and taking new people out backpacking, I, I visually see what it does um, to people when they accomplish something that they didn't think they could do. So we're going to kind of go over that a little bit too and talk a little bit about why, why you should go, why you should, why you should go for it. Because, um, you know, to, to, um, to stay home and to be, f be fearful and not go out and explore um, when there's no evidence or there's no statistical evidence that something is going to, to happen that you should be afraid of is just absolutely um, bonkers. It's just crazy to me. Um, you know, there's there are, uh, you know, and I, and I guess, you know, because we're living in some really weird times right now with COVID and, and there are, there is an argument to stay at home for sure. Uh, in some, in some cases, um, the 
I don't think the trail, uh, I think in the beginning there was a lot of concern and a lot of uh, um, supported evidence not to go hiking on the trail. We talked about that in a couple of podcasts ago, a couple of episodes ago. Um, Absolutely. I think that was a smart move. But in a general sense, um, you know, if, if you are not going because of fear that you're going to be involved in an incident on the trail, I think that's BS. Um, fear is nothing but false evidence appearing real. That's if you spell out fear, false evidence appearing real. Um, I think our minds sometimes it's, you know, it's a little bit more comfortable to be fearful because then we don't go out and challenge ourselves. And when we challenge ourselves, guess what? It gets hard. And sometimes, you know, it's a little bit more comfortable not to do the hard than it is just, you know, um, uh, looking at it and, and uh, you know, hoping that someday you're going to get out there. I, in my, um, you know, we talk a lot about this. Um, you know, your time to go is, is like now. Um, don't wait for it. Get out there. Don't wait for the good, you know, don't wait for your gear. Don't wait for anything else. There's nothing that's stopping you from going out there other than yourself. And I certainly don't want um, articles like this um, that I read to prevent anybody from going out there. It just isn't true. So um, why should you, why should you go? Why should you go uh, out into the wilderness by yourself and go solo backpacking? Well, the first thing I think it does is it forces you to learn new skills. It forces you to be a little bit more um, self-reliant. And self-reliant is not a is not a bad thing. It's a very good thing. Uh, you know, when you camp alone, it forces you to take initiative and you learn different outdoor skills. Um, building a campfire in the rain. Finding which wood is good to light a campfire in the rain. Or just lighting a campfire by yourself when it's not raining outside. Um, gathering wood, looking, you know, learning the different woods out there. Um, you know, being self-reliant, cooking dinner over a fire over, or using your, uh, your, your camping stove, setting up your tent. Um, getting ready and, and survive and, you know, just, just being out there. I think it really does, um, afford you an opportunity to learn new skills that you never would have learned before. And, and by the way, I'm a huge, uh, proponent on learning new things all the time. Even if you, even if you don't think, well, I'm never going to use that in my life. Well, you know, yeah, you may not, you may not, but, but there you may. And, uh, for me, um, you know, I never wanted to learn how to renovate an Airstream, but I'm glad I did it because I look at how many skills I learned in that process. Um, and I, I really am a big fan on learning new things of just for the sake of learning them. I, I think that's, I think we all kind of need that in personal growth and personal discovery. Um, but along with that is when you learn new skills, you, you build confidence and so, you know, you can't plan for everything. We talk about that a lot in our podcast. You're not going to get everything right. You're going to make mistakes um, when you're camping alone. Um, but that's okay. That's what it's there for. That's, that's the beauty of being 
of being out there in nature. Uh, you're going to wake up in the morning after you're a solo night and you're going to just put pop your head out of your tent and you're going to be by yourself and you're like, you know, I did it. I did it. And we hear that a lot um, throughout the years uh, that, you know, we, we've had people tell us, oh, I don't know if I could do a whole night by myself. I don't know if I could survive. And then they do. And then you're like, yeah, you know, it wasn't that bad. Um, and so it really helps build uh, confidence. Um, also, it's a great way to like disconnect your brain, to reconnect um, to other parts of your of your senses. So one of the things that I know for sure that we are so desensitized um, living, you know, like in the city or in our urban uh, or neighborhoods, you know, we listen to traffic, we're, you know, the TV's on or, or whatever, music, whatever. And we're com constantly being overran by stimulus um, all the time. Uh, whether it's driving in your car, you're, I mean, it, it's its all over the place. You, you're walking down the street. You can't get away with it. So when we go out camping, most of the time I, I get a lot of, I couldn't sleep the first night. I just couldn't sleep. And that is really super common for first time uh, people that go backpacking by themselves or when we take them on our boot camp class. It's like, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. Well, you know, the reason why you can't sleep is because your brain doesn't know what you're doing. You're so desensitized that all of a sudden there's quiet and your brain is so used to noise that it, it, it doesn't know what to do. So the brain manufactures stimulus for you. So that's why you're in your tent all night going, I can't sleep because you can't shut your brain off. Your brain won't let it itself shut off. So, um, the, it's, it, it if you can listen to this, I always tell people, well, just focus on the sounds that nature's providing for you, you know, and then, you know, just really listen to them. And I we hear a lot of people, well, I don't want to hear anything. Well, <laughs> you're supposed to hear stuff, you know. So, um, you know, listening to nature is a beautiful, beautiful way to uh, disconnect, to reconnect. And the beautiful thing about nature is that when you've been out um, on a long distance uh, trip for uh, quite a few nights and you are listening to silence and more silence all the time, you will be surprised at how much better your hearing gets. You'll be surprised on the other senses that just start coming alive, like smells and what you can see and what you can hear and um, it's really kind of a magical thing and really lets you know how much your brain desensitizes your, uh, your senses, um, you know, in a normal, normal environment. Um, the other thing too is, and this is, this is where I completely disagree with, with the article, uh, when she says, you know, they're strangers, you got to be worried of other hikers. Well, do you know that I've met some beautiful friends on the trail. So I think you'll discover the kindness of strangers, not the worst of them. Are there bad people out there? Yeah, of course there are. Are there sometimes on the trail? Yeah, they are. But not like you're going to get in a city or urban environment. You know, I mean, they're going to have to climb up a hill to get up to do bad things. And they're just not going to want to do it. So, and you know, they're going to stick around their car. You think they're going to hike 15 miles in from their car to, to commit bad things? Oh, hell no. That's not even realistic. So 
the kindness of strangers is usually like, you know, when you see them on a trail and, you know, you ask them, hey, man, you got a candy bar or you got this or, you know, like, am I in the right place? And I've never met one person in 20 years of backpacking who I met on the trail, crossing the trail, that was anything but super nice. I think the only incident I ever had on the trail was when somebody had their dog off leash hiking the trail and they ran up to Dino and I kind of had to stand in front of Dino and the dog because that dog just did not like Dino Bino. And um, and then I asked the guy, I goes, you know, your, your dog really should be on a leash. There's a lot of other dogs um, around here. And we were very close to a trailhead. And so that was the only time that I've ever had a problem. Um, but I wasn't attacked. And, um, and the guy goes, yeah, I'm sorry. And he was very apologetic to it, you know, and he was, he was like, yeah, sorry. I, I should have known better. I'm like, oh, it's cool, man. You know, just, you know, dogs are dogs. They'll do what they'll do. And so it was all good. So I think completely the opposite of all the trail towns I've been in in 2003, when I did, I had a hitchhike. And so, you know, um, you know, the kindness of strangers, like, did they let me sit in the front seat? No, I had to sat in the back of the pickup truck because I stunk so bad. But, you know, they still drove me to where I needed to go. So in my book, they were very kind to me. And so, yeah, I just, uh, I've, I've always seen the kind of, and even if you look at this community that we have here um, with Trust the Trail podcast, I mean, in, in our Facebook community, and I'll ask my Facebook group members this, have you ever seen one sarcastic or mean comment in the, what, three years we've had this Facebook group? One, one bad comment. No, not one, one even picking on somebody else comment. So yeah, I, and these are all people that are on the trail, by the way. So, um, and I think too, uh, solo camping, um, and this is kind of a thing that Ariana and I talk a lot about is it gives, it gives you the freedom to go backpacking more and gives you a chance to go camping more. So like when you're trying to coordinate uh, schedules and you're trying to plan with friends and other people like the, on your, you know, like, you know, your epic backpacking trip. Well, it's almost a nightmare to get everybody together at the same time in the same place, you know, schedules, work times, you know, it's all got to, you know, the stars have to align perfectly so everybody can go. But once you go out there by yourself, you know, you need, you don't need to coordinate that anymore. You can just go, you know, one of the big freedom freedoms I had, um, of course, you know, I, I was taking care of my mom at the time, um, you know, when she was sick, but, you know, there was a time where, you know, I was living by myself and, you know, I wasn't involved with anybody, wasn't, didn't have a relationship. And, you know, it was nice because when I wanted to go backpacking, I just, I just went, you know, I just made sure the house was okay. My mom was okay. And, you know, she was taken care of, but I could just go. And, uh, you know, I was able to go quite a few places across the country and just find a trailhead someplace and go backpacking. So it was quite exhilarating to have that freedom to be able to go, um, go solo backpacking without, you know, having to coordinate with other people. We had the podcast that we did, um, uh, Oh, I mean, last month with Brian delay, uh, you know, Brian delay, um, you know, he, he's been going backpacking for, Every weekend for 30 years, he doesn't coordinate with anybody. When he wants to go, he just goes. So there's a huge freedom in your lifestyle when you go solo, when you go solo backpacking, I think. Um, so if you go solo backpacking, 
you know, I hear this, you know, well, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? So um, let's share a few tips to make your adventure a success. And now we've talked about this a lot in our podcast, but if you put this all together, you, you don't have a reason not to go. So the, the tip to have a successful solo adventure is very basic. And it's the first rule in backpacking. It should be the first rule in backpacking, of course, is plan and prepare, but notify others of your itinerary. Notify others of your itinerary. You know, you can be a little flexible, but make sure you have phone numbers of rangers. Make sure you have where you're going to go in and where you're going to go exit and what time you're going to exit and then give that person a time frame. If I haven't called you by this time, call the ranger. And, and, and that I can tell you by my experience with search and rescue that that is the biggest thing you can do to help search and rescue. Not only is it the number one thing they first ask when they call, when they call your family member and say, or your family member calls search and rescue, usually the uh, local fire department gets that call dispatched from the police department. The very first thing that they do is like, okay, do you know where they went? Do, did they give you an itinerary? And almost nine out of 10 times, the family member says, nope. And that's when the helicopters go up in the air. If they have a specific itinerary, most of the time that's going to be on foot first before they start putting helicopters up in the air. So give your party family members or someone who's responsible for your trip and itinerary of where you're going to go and how long you're going to be there. Um, you know, you can also carry like an emergency locator device, um, like spot spots, a really good device. Um, it's, it's a little bit pricey. It's, it is a membership, uh, plan for sure. But you know, if you want to be able to hit the okay button, it sends a text message and lets people know that, you know, you're okay. So some maybe at your campsite, the problem with spot is you have to have clear. Sometimes it doesn't work with a big, uh, canopy with trees and, and things like that. But, you know, if, you, if you've done your plan and prepare and you know you're going to be in an open spot, then that might be a good time to say, hey, over here in this grassy field, I'm going to send you a text saying, okay. So then now they're expecting you, you know, to send that text. So if, if you know, that really alleviates a lot of, um, you know, stress for your partner also to, so they know that everything is okay. Um, it, it can give you a peace of mind because it does have a 911 emergency that does work on the emergency satellite. Um, it's the uh, really for avalanche beacons and it works on a satellite, does not work on cell, works on satellite. So that can give you a really good sense of, hey, if something goes wrong, I've got 911 to call. And it does dispatch your uh, GPS location. Um, so that's, it's expensive. But if you're worried about peace of mind, well, how much does peace of mind cost, right? So, um, and, you know, be alert and be aware of your surroundings. Um, you know, when you go into towns, trailheads, or road walking, um, that's really when you're going to be most alert. Um, usually uh, around trailheads, Ariane would tell you uh, that she, when she did her long distance uh, hike on the Appalachian Trail, she never really had a problem it was really kind of closer to the trailheads where she encountered uh, somebody that was, you know, asking for money and 
you know, they were, they were probably on meth or drugs or something. They were asking hikers for money, through hikers for money. Um, but that was it. That was the only time. Um, so that's the only time to start being kind of hyper aware a little bit. Um, but normally there's just cars parked there and people are either putting in, putting on their backpacks or taking them off. Um, but, you know, that's everywhere. You, 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 you should be self-aware everywhere. You know, when you're carrying groceries back to your car, and you're trying to get your keys out of your pocket and you're trying to hold the groceries, um, you know, at the same time, that is when you're most vulnerable, right? Because, you know, you're, you, you, you don't have a handle on your situation and you're not aware. You're probably not concentrating what is going around you. So it's the same thing. Be self-aware always, not only in life, but on the trail. Um, a good thing to do is listen to your internal voice. It doesn't nearly steer you as wrong as you think. Um, not the voices in your head, but your internal voices <laughs> that tell you what good and bad choices are. Um, you know, if you get that nagging feeling that you shouldn't cross a raging river that looks like it's flooded, you probably should not try to cross it even though it may hamper your trip. And that's the, that's the thing between making good decisions in the backcountry and bad decisions, that sometimes you, you got to say it's over. You, sometimes you have to say the trip is over because if I make this decision to push on, that now consists of a bad decision. Um, and so, the, you know, that, that just... It, it's inevitable that sometimes that is just what's going to happen. You know, um, I've, I've had to hightail it out back to my car when I've been in some really bad thunderstorms that I thought were actually more of a thunderstorm and, you know, possible tornado happening. I had to hightail it back to my car. So, you know, there's a time when it's, you know, and, and I didn't, you know, and the, the reason I left um, was because of tree falls. Um, you know, I, I just didn't want to be in that particular area where my camp set up. And I'm like, well, I've, I have a better chance walking to my car. You know, I'll hang on to a tree. I'll hang on to something if they're, if I start blowing away. But I'm not going to be in my tent, um, you know, with, with falling trees around me. And I have been in my tent where I've heard falling trees. So, um, you know, you just got to make good decisions out there and, and listen to your voice where it says, okay, this is not a good idea. I don't feel safe. I, I don't have a lot of experience crossing, you know, raging creeks. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to do it. So um, don't, you know, there's, there's a balance between pushing yourself and getting out of your comfort zone and not letting fear stop you from expanding, expanding your comfort zone. But there's also a time that that comfort zone or pushing yourself to be a better backpacker, or pushing yourself to, you know, embrace the trail more, the outdoors, outdoors more, then becomes a bad decision. And I can, I guarantee it, your voice is usually right about that. Um, also, you know, be, be ready to tell a few white lies on the trail. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, when I tell, when I, when I say white lies, you don't have to tell, you know, your fellow hiker, who's probably the greatest person in the world, um, you know, your whole life story. So, you know, um, we go by the, the, the famous quote, trust, but 
trust but verify. So, you know, it's okay to trust people, but you don't want to tell them everything about you. Like, where's your car parked? And by the way, I just went to the bank and, you know, all this money is in my car or whatever. What, you know, whatever that scenario is. So we try to tend to be a little bit vague. Uh, very, you know, we trust and uh, have great times, sit around the campfire with you, you know, no problem, but we're not going to tell you, you know, our address, um, where we live, and we're not going to tell you what car we're driving, we're not going to tell you, a lot of things is, oh, where are you from? Well, you know, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm from around here, I'm local, um, so, you know, you may want to tell a little, a few white lies, I, I don't generally tell people, oh, I'm from out of town, and I have no idea where I'm going, so, well, I sure did get lost getting here, I usually don't say that. I usually try to keep that kind of stuff by myself. Um, if you do run into other, you know, other people, I'm also I also don't publicly always share where I'm going on social media. Um, so I'm kind of weary, leery about that. Um, even when we shoot video or we talk about stuff, usually it's like a week after we've already done it. So I'm not doing stuff in real time on social media. It's usually, you know, quite a bit of a lag on that. Um, I think the biggest thing for having a real successful solo backpacking trip, though, is, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, the most important piece of gear you will ever carry on a trail is a positive mental attitude. Because you can have the best of the best of the best of the best of the gear. But if you have a poor mental attitude, your trip is going to suck. So stay positive. Laugh. Laugh at your mistakes. Laugh. Laugh. You know, if you get, you know, if you get wet or your tent gets wet or you're soaking wet or you, you know, you know, whatever, you sit in mud, whatever, um, just it's part of the game. Laugh it off. Have a good positive mental attitude because that will truly, truly get you through um, all the scary times, all the times of, uh, you know, like lack, lack of confidence, um, maybe being a little insecure or being, um, just a little afraid to kind of push yourself, uh, you know, forward or spend that night out there by yourself, just, you know, um, have fun with it have a, have a positive mental attitude and you will be surprised on how far, that can get you. Um, having a positive mental attitude uh, was one of the key factors in my successful through hike in 2003. Um, and it was Ariane's uh, positive mental attitude that got her uh, through hundreds of miles on the Appalachian Trail when she did it through gale force winds when she went through the Smokies. So having a positive mental attitude is your most important piece of gear that you'll ever ever carry. So you guys, thank you so much for listening. I like doing it solo, but I sure did miss my partner, Ariane. She is really, um, uh, um, yeah, she, she is the anchor of this whole podcast. I can tell you that much for sure. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to show some love, go to trustthetrailpodcast.com and click on our merch link. We have partnered with Teespring and have created a Trust the Trail store. We have coffee cups, t-shirts, hoodies, all with your favorite sayings. Our top seller so far is Embrace the Suck, which lets everyone know how you feel after you've climbed that mountain in a thunderstorm. Uh, shout out to our lovely and amazing Facebook members. Really appreciate you guys. Of course, we couldn't do this podcast without our Patreons. That's patreon.com who help support our podcast. Ted Jones, David Boyer, John Phillips, Rick, Jerry, Shirley, 
Jerry, Suzanne Johnson, Brad Wolf, Helene, Mike Pellet, Jacqueline, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Jeff Nyman, Kathy Kinnison, Bob Esser, Matthew Creekcroft, Vicki Thomason, Becky Wenger, Joe Lang, and EJ Newell. What is Patreon? Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account and go to Trust the Trail Podcasts and as little as $2 a month, get special benefits for exclusive content. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the big ones, or any of your other favorite podcast your other favorite podcatchers. If we're not on one, let us know and we'll get one. We'll get on there for you. Um, make sure you go to our Instagram page, Trust the Trail, and our Trust the Trail Facebook page. And remember, you know, uh, the trail does give you what you need when you first go out there by yourself. And remember that um, you're you're probably much, much, much more safer on the trail than any anywhere else. And the trail will give you what you need if you open up your mind and and you listen for it. So trust the trail. We'll see you guys later. Thanks. Bye-bye.